You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. As always, we start off with a sense of how the markets have been performing throughout the day. And today's market watcher is Terence Hove, uh, Senior Analyst at Exness. And he joins me now to take a look at some of the movements. Good evening, Terence. Uh, always happy to speak to you, uh, especially as we start off a new week. Not the best start to uh, the week. Yes, we're in day two, but the rand is still etching towards 19 rand. And that's obviously still a concern. Yeah, good evening, uh, Jimmy. Uh, great great to be back on the show. Yeah, certainly quite concerning for dear and uh, where we are at the moment. Um, and it seems that, you know, that 19 big figure is very sticky. Um, you know, we've <clears throat> sort of gotten to there, showed up a little bit above that, but, you know, come back quite well. And then, you know, you know, lower than 1820 thereabout. But then, you know, we keep getting pulled back higher. And, um, but... You know, in in the Rand's defense, if I may say that, you know, we're looking at a very buoyant U.S. dollar. We had a massively surprising U.S. non-farm payroll data on Friday that literally, you know, surprised markets. Um, And and before that, you know, we had what what seemed like a hawkish uh, tone from U.S. Fed uh, Jerome Powell post the um, um, FOMC uh, interest rate decision last week, Thursday, sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday evening our time. So that sort of like has been compounding, you know, because markets were now anticipating that pivot, you know, from the U.S. Fed into a more dovish stance. And then I I think markets were over optimistic for for rate cuts to begin in March, in in my view. You know, realistically speaking, we're looking at least, you know, um, you know, beginning of the second half of the year or at least around June, July, thereabout. Um, so to pull it all the way back to March was, was rather optimistic. So when Jerome Powell shut down those expectations, you know, and sounded hawkish um, on the back of uh, that letdown in terms of what markets anticipated for March interest rate decisions that built up again to the U.S. non-farm payroll. So it's been a dollar story for South African rand, um, you, you know, against the South African rand. That's really been battering us. As we've seen the dollar again, um, you know, strengthening quite considerably against other other currency peers. Terence, if we have a look at some of the other movements, I mean, obviously the the dollar strength is going to give rise to things like uh, gold weakness and uh, all of that. But if I have a look at some of the equity movements that we've seen throughout the day, U.S. markets seem to be rather flat-footed at the moment with the Nasdaq down about a tenth of a percent. Uh, but Hong Kong and Shanghai cannot be ignored. Hong Kong was up 4% in, in their trade, Shanghai more than 3%, and obviously that filtered through into Naspers and Process in South Africa. Um, but what, what's, what's happening on the Chinese side of things? Are we finally seeing that investors are saying the, the regulatory risk or the risk of Chinese government involvement is not enough to keep them away? Yeah, I mean that's a very interesting um, a story that's starting to to develop in uh, in the Chinese market. As you mentioned, uh, looking at the Hang Seng, it's up, um, you know, above four uh, percent uh, on the day's trade. And indeed, you've got that, you know, very um, decisive uh, move now. I think much of last year. This is what investors were looking from the Chinese government in terms of them really giving that kind of support. Um, there was forms of stimulus that was expected. But the regulator, if, if you recall, earlier sometime in um, uh, January, we had the regulator pulling down 
their draft um, regulation around, you know, the gaming industry. And we saw Tanznet rallying around that as well and strengthening. Again, it filtered through to the NASPAS um, uh, share price, which shot up on that. Now we actually have um, the, the, the Chinese President Xi, Xi Jinping actually going to, 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 to sit with the regulators for them to have a conversation on, you know, um, what more can be done um, with regards to supporting the, 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 the Chinese stock market. So that's quite a, a, a very clear message with regards to, you know, what they're expecting to come from, from the Chinese uh, market with regards to, to the government support. We've seen that, you know, in the previous week, again, over and above the regulator pulling down that draft regulation around the gaming industry. We also have um, the, the, the Chinese uh, market investing, you know, in the next generation chip production, you know, despite U.S. curbs as well. So, there's a lot that's coming in for, from, from, from the market that investors are starting to be excited about. But in this particular case that, you know, Xi said to discuss the Chinese stock market with financial regulators is a very big notable thing um, that's positive for, for, for sentiment around um, the, the Chinese market. We'll keep an eye on that, obviously, because we know with Chinese stories, they're ever developing. Let's come back to local uh, movements for a second, Terence. The optimism that we're seeing in the market seems to be across various sectors, across various stocks. And I noticed in particular today that for... Uh, for a while now, the MTN share price and the Vodacom share price have been trading in the same range, right? So today's price movement, Vodacom was up about 1.6%, sitting at about 95 Rand 50, and MTN was up about 1.8%, sitting at about 94 Rand 98, so call it 95 Rand as well. Of those two stocks, which one do you like more? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's an interesting one. Well, I think if, if if we look at some of the interesting developing stories at the moment of the two different stocks, um, that'll you know give you the, the guide as to you know where the, the favorite or you know the favorite Le- one. Terence, leave Mastercard out of this. Just tell me which of the two stocks. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Mastercard update and I was like, that's that's good for their business. But yeah, as as you were saying, I mean, there's obviously yeah. developments around each of the stocks. Definitely. So so the Mastercard is a big story for for sure, but. You know, on on the Vodacom side and in the ongoing battle that they have with the Please Call Me saga, it's it's starting to to escalate. Oh yes. Um, you know, and um, when when they were first ordered um, to to make a, a settlement um, with with their ex employee, uh, they made an offer of about forty seven um, million rand. Um, that was back in twenty twenty two. He turned it down. He's put his own valuation at you know closer to ten billion. Uh, Vodacom went back to say um, uh, to 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 apply to to appeal against that, which the court has ruled against them. You know, and again, uh, I think to what's positive is at least the CEO has been given the opportunity to work out a valuation um, that 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 will be um, a favorable in this case. So again, there's an opportunity for them to. Um, to, to work out a valuation that they can have uh, some sort of settlement um, that will put this to rest. Because if by chance the valuation that um, the ex-employee is going after, uh, Makate, um, you, you know, then th- that could actually dent, you, you know, um, uh, the, 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 the figures, the, the, 
the bottom line uh, for, 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 for Vodacom because it's quite a substantial amount, you know. Um, if he's rejected 47 million rand and he's putting his own valuation at 10 billion, and again, the court has rejected Vodacom's appeal uh, to the case um, uh, that was ruled against them in, in 2022. So there is some middle ground that needs to be there, and that's going to have some kind of effect um, on, on Vodacom for sure. I wonder what that final valuation will be because Vodacom is said to have earned about $70 billion in revenue from that particular, um, please call me invention or call it an invention, call it an innovation, whatever it is. Um, and, and I suppose the, the asking price of $10 billion, um from Makate in, in relation to the amount of revenue generated is something that Vodacom and the CEO have to definitely consider and look at. I wonder if they will then also then pay it out uh, or how they'll structure that agreement and how they'll pay that out. Perhaps they would be wise to look at um, offering him Vodacom stock to the equivalent, yeah. uh, but that could have disastrous effects as well uh, if we think about the amount of stock that that would be. Uh, but Terence, we <laughs> are running out of time uh, and before before we run out of time, what I do want to get uh, from you is just a sense of uh, what you're looking at at the moment. I mean, I, I know the year is still very early, but we, we have a lot of things that are uh, going to be coming up and the, a lot of questions that remain unanswered around Naspers and what we're going to see in China and around Vodacom and MTN also having to contend with their own lawsuits. Um, but w- what sectors are looking good for you as we start February? Yeah, so I, I think um, uh, what's very hot on the plate right now is something that you actually mentioned, uh, which is becoming a trend, actually, uh, when you mentioned the Imperial and DP World um, acquisition that happened. Again, now we have um, our own, you know, more than just within the borders of South Africa, about multi-choice, you know, attracting that Canal Plus interest. Um, they've uh, valued um, um, that stake um, um, the multi-choice take it about 45 billion, which um, multi-choice um, is, is rejected, um, and they've approached um, uh, the regulator to confirm if Canal Plus actually is entitled to force them to consider this um, um, uh, takeover bid. But at the same time, they have they've not said they don't want it to happen, but they need to go back. According to their valuation matrix, Canal Plus needs to come back with a more with with a sweeter deal, as it seems at the moment. So, I think for the SA corporates, you know, th- there's a lot of value that you know um, a bigger investors out there are, are really seeing with regards to you know the SA market and its access to the Af- wider African market as well. I think that's where the the the, the, the key value is. Key value lies in SA stocks and some really good ones are out there. We'll have to leave it at that, Terence. Thanks so much for the insights. That's Terence Hove, Senior Market Analyst at Exynos, sharing uh, his thoughts and insights around today's market movements, uh, some of the counters that have had a positive days, as well as what we could be in for. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.